Welcome to Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. Keep listening for actionable tips and tricks to incorporate eco-friendly practices into your daily life. I'm your co-host, Laura Alexander-Wittig, founder of Brightly.eco, a platform that connects you with people, stories, and products dedicated to making the world a better place. In today's episode, I sit down with Alex Shadro, CEO and founder of Relove. Relove is a new app that combines a tender-like, personalized experience with shopping at your favorite thrift shop. We discuss how thrifting and swapping clothing with others is good for the environment, good for you, and good for your wallet. The re-commerce revolution is happening, and we'll tell you easy ways to get involved. All right. Um, Alex, it's so great to have you on the podcast today. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So I wondered if you could kind of tell the audience a little bit more about yourself um, and about Relove, and then we'll get into really the impact of the re-commerce revolution, as we're calling it. Awesome. Yeah. So I am a third-generation sustainability entrepreneur, and that means that sustainability has been a huge part of my life ever since I was born. So my parents own a metal recycling company that really takes care of all of the stuff at a demolition site. So if you can think of a plane that's, you know, uh, taken apart or a building that comes down, a home, an apartment, my parents go into those demolition sites and then recycle everything that can be recycled. That's awesome. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. It's a really like very niche business, but very sustainable, um, pretty profitable, which is really cool. I love businesses that also benefit the planet. That's like the ultimate success in my mind. Exactly. And so composting growing up, you know, uh, solar panels and of course thrifting, which I quickly became very obsessed with. I started a company around the whole re-commerce um, solution in college and that solution didn't work. So I thought about Relove and how we could use data and really machine learning algorithms to improve re-commerce as we know it. And that's how Relove was born. So Relove is set up like a dating app. You actually get matched to items in your size, style, and budget. And every time you swipe left or right on one of those items, we learn more about you and then can provide better uh, selection for you. So our whole mantra and all whole ethos is if we can match more people to more items, then we can obviously promote sustainability at a faster rate. Um, just kind of like imagine going into a thrift store, but everything there was handpicked for you. That's exactly what we're creating on the phone. That's awesome. I love that idea, Alex. I mean, I feel like most of the time when I talk to people about thrifting, they're really into the idea, but they're super intimidated by the fact of just like going into a um, you know, a store that's full of a million and a half different pieces that, of course, like may or may not be done by size, et cetera. So that's great that you've got that customized matching. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's get into talking a little bit more about the problem at hand. Um, and I think one awesome point to start off on is I just got done reading a report that said 
the resale market is actually taking over fast fashion. Um, so they're saying that it's actually um, the fashion resale market is actually growing 21 times faster than the retail market over the past three years, which is awesome. Um, and so I'm wondering if you could share a little bit more about like the trend as you've seen it evolve and sort of how your audience with Relove is responding to um, your initiatives in the space. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I definitely have read that stat too, and it's and it's very real. And I think we're really seeing a shift in consumer mentality where before it used to be like the thrifters that would go thrifting and now it's everybody. You know, it's literally everybody. I think it's over 50% of women have bought something pre-owned. So this is becoming mainstream, you know, at a extremely rapid pace. And in fact, resale is set to outpace retail by 2050. So we are really looking at a bigger market than retail um, in just the next 30 years, which is so exciting. So That's so exciting. I love it's it. It's awesome. I mean, it's really a dream come true. And so Relove, I definitely think, is on the forefront of this. And just like if you can consider so many winners in retail, like, you know, there's thousands of brands that we shop every day that are winning, you know, real like new clothing brands. And yep. I think every resale marketplace that comes out and there will, there will be many more, you know, Relove is not the first and it's definitely not going to be the last. Um, and just like there are so many winners in retail, there will also be so many winners in resale. And it's really about what you do differently or what your brand is about that defines you. So for Relove, we have made it our mission to reduce, reuse, relove. Sustainability is at the core, core of our business. So our prices are around $20 average price point versus the nearest competitor, which is actually at $80. So currently we are the most affordable resale option. And like we believe that by making resale avail- accessible to everyone, that's really part of the Reduce, Reuse, Relove mission because if it's really expensive, that means it's not accessible. Absolutely. I honestly, I think too, another myth that we hear a lot when people talk about wanting to live more ethically and sustainably is that it's exclusive, meaning you know, people who, um, you know, may or may not be in a certain income level feel like they can't participate. And I feel like there has been a trend of people saying, no, like being conscious is not something that requires a ton of money. Um, so I love that you guys are approaching it from an affordable angle. Um, one thing I wanted to actually um, also get through is I know that you are an Al Gore climate reality um, certified um, leader, which is super exciting. And I think you know, one piece of information for us that's been really core to get through to our audience is really the environmental impact of thrifting. Um, so obviously, when we rewear clothes, we're reducing waste and pollution. Um, but I wonder if you could talk, you could tie the tie those back for us a little bit more, especially with your background. Yeah, absolutely. So I had the honor of learning from Al Gore two summers ago, and getting my certificate as a climate. Oh, it was actually one summer ago one summer ago and getting my certificate as a climate reality leader. And at the conference, we talked about the different industries that really contribute to climate crisis and global warming. And those industries, for the most part, are agriculture, which um, is, you know, obviously the food that we eat and clearing land mostly for like, like deforestation is also part of agriculture. Um, And as well as like transportation and energy being two of the biggest contributors. And then the other biggest contributor is actually the industrial process, which is where fashion lives. So fashion is more 
harmful to the planet um, than all sea, land, and air transportation combined. Just pretty That's insane. staggering. I know it's it's insane, and it accounts for ten percent of the carbon emissions in the world. So it is definitely a leader in climate crisis, and really something that must be changed. Like it's not can we change or will we change? It's we absolutely must. So as far as the impact of fashion, um, I am a huge advocate for brands that are coming out and using new materials like there's this whole coconut skin trend which really does look like leather and pineapple skins and i'm a huge fan of all of those but the reality is the most sustainable garment is the one that's already produced oh it's so good and one that's already in your closet right um i think you know as people um you know obviously we're coming up on the end of the year and i know of course january always is a big time for people to clean out their closets and i think you know, in addition to, you know, seeing if things fit you and if they're things you love still, I think it's really exciting that now with apps like Relove, ThreadUp, et cetera, all the reuse um, avenues that people have now, they can actually, you know, send along some of these pieces that they love to other people. And I think that's it's huge. Um, you know, I also read some an interesting um, argument where somebody said, you know, secondhand clothing or uh, secondhand pieces of clothing are actually less likely to live uh, to end up in landfills. I thought it was interesting. Their argument was that like, in order for the garment to get to you to like kind of survive its first few wears, it really had to be better quality. So I thought that was interesting too. A hundred percent. I think it's, you know, I think it's people are starting to get quote unquote woke to how amazing pre-owned fashion is. And in fact, it's 82% more sustainable than retail. So it's, it's, you know, hugely more sustainable to wear something that was already produced. Um, in fact, it saves like 500 gallons of water per purchase because that's how much it takes to make just one new item of clothing. And that's just for a T-shirt, like jeans and jackets take a lot more water. So by reusing the clothing that we already have or, you know, finding that Lululemon legging that you really wanted that someone else bought and took the tags off and never wore or wore a couple times and washed and like, You know, I think that that's so much more sustainable and for our wallets, of course, as well um, than going into a shop. And I think the last thing to really touch upon with this is people will sometimes, you know, for the people that are kind of on the fence about it, they might say like, oh, isn't it kind of gross to wear something that someone else wore? Like what's much more disgusting is the chemicals that are seeping into your body on the clothing that you'll find at the mall, you know, that they spray. So it's like not even close. Like you might have like touch their couch, you know, but um, that's a lot <laughs> less disgusting than these like chemicals that they're spraying on clothes to um, to transport them, to make sure they don't get moldy through the transportation process. And um, they're really, really harmful. That's insane. I mean, like I'd never really thought about it that way, Alex, but I mean, I feel like I always was in the habit of washing clothes before I put them on, although I know not everybody does that. Um, and then the other thing I want to mention is when I worked at Amazon, um, I actually sat in front of our fashion editor's closet. I was in the fashion area and um, they I would actually get headaches from the off gassing that would happen when we would open new packages of some of the shoes and handbags that were coming in. And I'm sure it was because of, the, you know, the plastics, the chemicals, et cetera. So that's another piece that I think people don't often think about, but it's a really good point. Yeah. 
Yeah. The other um, another interesting fact that I was reading was, um, you know, an argument also for for re-commerce and thrifting was they kind of talked about the um, the ability to trace your impact um, through supply chains is a little bit easier when you're going to a thrift store. So, for instance, like if you went and shopped new um, and you were purchasing from a company like Target, if you really wanted to understand more about where that garment came from, you could, you know, you'd have to go and research. Um, it depends on whether or not the brand makes the, um, you know, uh, certifications and supply chain information even available. And once you've done that, um, you're still probably not 100% sure about like what your overall impact was. However, if you can go thrift, you can really, you know, feel better about, you know, even though that garment that you're purchasing may or may not have been made ethically and sustainably at the beginning, you are helping giving it, uh, you're helping to give it new life and really, you know, doing good in that perspective. Yeah, extending its life cycle is key. 80% of all clothing that we produce ends up in a landfill. So extending its life cycle and keeping it out of the landfill for longer is absolutely critical. Um, obviously, most brands that we buy at thrift shops are not made ethically. And, yeah. and from that perspective, they often have plastic inside of the either the fiber or the fabric itself, right? So everything from faux leather to uh, faux fur, um, polyester, nylon, these are all either fabrics or fibers that contain plastic in them. And when they make it to a landfill, take 500 years to decompose. So giving a garment that wasn't made sustainably a longer life and keeping it out of that 80% of all clothing that we produce ending up in a landfill, that's very key to sustainability. And um, in fact, we have this kind of mantra in my family that if you're not going to wear something for three years, don't buy it. And three years is the minimum, you know, absolute minimum. That's so good. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, um, we're recording this episode the day after Halloween. And one thing that just kills me is seeing I mean, granted, I don't want to rain on anyone's Halloween parade. I know there are some people that love Halloween. And that's really their thing. Um, I'm, you know, I like to celebrate it, but I've never been crazy about costumes. That being said, um, I noticed yesterday, um, when I was in San Francisco and hanging out with friends, that there was starting to become a little bit more, um, you know, awareness around how negative, uh, you know, this quote unquote new costume cycle is. And, you know, whether it was people who were going directly to, um, you know, Amazon or Party City to buy like cheaply made, you know, cat ears, et cetera. Or, um, you know, oftentimes when people do group costumes or they're given costume restrictions, they immediately think to themselves, okay, I'm going to have to go out shopping. Like, I'm going to have to go out and get a new pair of pants or something like that. And so for me, um, I actually saw quite a few people who seemed like they used um, pieces of clothing that were already in their closet, but then they did things like maybe I actually saw somebody who was Maroon 5 and he was dressed up in all maroon and then had used tape to actually put a 5 on his shirt, like Maroon 5. (laughs) It was so funny. But to me, I loved that idea because it was like he um, I actually asked him, I was like, did you own maroon everything? And he said, actually, no, I I had to borrow a jacket from a friend. But other than that, I had it. So I loved that he was like creative about using something in his closet, but also like, you know, actually thought to ask someone to borrow something like I thought that was huge. I could not agree more with the (laughs) whole making your own costume and at the end of the day, and this is something I love about thrifting, 
I have really felt a huge freedom from thrifting because I feel like, and I'm going to use the word reloved because that's just what I use, you know, for anyone listening, the word pre-owned and reloved mean the same thing. So I found so much freedom in wearing reloved clothing and it just kind of goes back to this Maroon 5 guy. Like nobody was Maroon 5 other than this guy. Yeah. Um, and I think that's awesome because that's something I've really found with my reloved journey is by transitioning to a 100% reloved wardrobe, I don't have that feeling inside of me of going through my Instagram feed and being like, oh my God, like I don't have anything neon. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because I may not have anything neon, which is the like hottest trend, or now it's pistachio, right? The color pistachio is like the new color for the fall. Yeah. So, I don't have anything pistachio, but I do have vintage Versace pants that literally nobody has. And when I wear those vintage Versace pants, people freak out, you know? And there's a hole in the knee. I literally can't stitch them. I've asked my mom, you know, can I stitch you? She's like, it will ruin it. So just wearing them with a hole in the knee, don't even care. But I just have my own unique style and I don't feel like I need to keep up with the Joneses. I don't feel like I need to get the latest Air Force One. Like I just bought these Nike Hirachis on uh, Relove for $8 and I love them. You know, they're vintage, they're cool. People compliment me on them. And I feel like I'm creating Alex's style rather than having to keep up. And I think that's something that really, that that's what retailers want. You know, they want us to feel like we're not good enough without the latest product. And that's the opposite of the Relove culture. The Relove culture is like, what you have is great. That's why you can flip it. That's why you can sell it. Someone else wants it. And by the way, we also have something amazing for you that's that's really for you, you know, yeah. and that you can keep high quality. Um, that's, that's huge. That's what thrifting has been for me, like, is that sense of freedom. I love that piece. And I think so, yes, like, you're, you're, you're basically getting yourself out of the quote-unquote clothing rat race, which is so freeing. I feel like we are just constantly barraged with so many things that we have to be quote-unquote good at. And I think... Of course, women, we we are much more impacted uh, by this than men, I think, around dressing. But I feel like, yes, having the ability to, um, you know, not have to, um, you know, go out and and just create new outfits from, you know, poorly made pieces of clothing is huge. And then I love what you said um, about the fact that you feel like thrifting gives you more of unique quality when you dress or it actually allows you to be more creative. And that's so interesting, Alex. I'd never really thought about, um, you know, how thrifting and, and and using re reloved or reused clothing can actually contribute to using your creative brain in different ways. But I love that. It's like it's such an interesting insight. Thank you. And it's very true. You know, whenever Absolutely. I'm getting dressed, I'm not thinking, what is that model on Instagram wearing? And like, can I recreate that outfit? I'm just like, hmm, what does Alex really want to wear today? You know, what makes me feel cool? What makes me feel happy? And I know that I'm creating that look out of pieces that nobody else has. And that's really exciting. Absolutely. And I feel like, too, like in addition to the benefits. So, of course, we talked about the benefits um, that reusing clothing can have for the environment. But when we think about the personal impact that it, that it can have for you, we talked about being more creative, about maybe not feeling as guilty um, about your impact on the world. And then I think you touched on this a little bit earlier, but I think it's worth revisiting, which is the concept around um, how thrifting is cheaper. Um, and so you're not, you know, going to have to, you know, you just said you had some like Nike um, shoes that you bought for eight bucks. Like the fact that you can actually create new looks for yourself in a way that's sustainable while not breaking the bank is huge. 
Yeah, so the average discount on Relove is actually 75% off retail. So it's insane, you know, how much we are saving money on things by using apps like Relove and, and thrifting in general. Recommerce is really awesome for your wallet as well. Um, and That's I also, awesome. I also think what's really cool about Recommerce is, you know, at the end of the day, people are like, how can we fix sustainability and Al Gore's answer is like it happens on a uh, like a legal level, you know, like policy change is really the best his his answer. And I think that's 100 percent true. But like the policy change is usually going to be aimed at the corporations that are causing, you know, climate crisis. Right. It's not like these carbon emissions just like appear on their own. You know, it's the meat industry. It's the fashion industry. It's the transportation industry. It's the energy industry. And so all of these policies are definitely aimed at these corporations. Right. And now to just take it a step further, it's like, okay, well, these corporations are so powerful. Like, what can we do to stop them as an individual? And like what we can do is stop funding them. Right. Every dollar we spend with them is a dollar spent in like voting for them, right? Like we're literally voting for them exactly. with our dollars. I think I read yesterday that Coca-Cola is responsible for, tw- for um, oh, sorry, Coca-Cola is the number one biggest plastic polluter in the world, right? So every time you're oh buying a gosh. Coke, even if you're buying it out of a can, like you're contributing to global warming. You know what I mean? And so I just think it's it's like we as as consumers can go to a thrift shop and say, you know what, I'd rather support Goodwill than I would support um Tommy Hilfiger itself, right? Or or exactly. Nasty Gal itself, um, which are both fast fashion or J. Crew. Exactly. Right? So whatever it might be, when we go to a to a charity or to a relove, when you shop on relove, you're actually putting money into the pocket of a seller. And most of our sellers are college students. Most of our sellers are working professionals like nurses that are doing this on the side or full-time moms. Yeah, and I I love your point about like how, you know, oftentimes thrift stores do directly support charities too. Like obviously Goodwill, Salvation Army, um, there's various places around the world. And so, yeah, it, it's really interesting to consider Obviously, the concept, we always talk about this on the podcast, which is, you know, voting with your dollars, um, but actually thinking even further about how with thrifting, you can actually vote with, for your uh, vote with your dollars by saying, no, corporations, um, I don't want to support your sort of nasty supply chains, but I also want to support um, a small business or someone perhaps in like the gig economy. So that's huge. Um, I really feel like in general, um, you know, to your point around There's oftentimes one of the big questions we get um, with Brightly and with this podcast is there's definitely a push and pull um, between people who feel like real change is going to be required, um, you know, from governments. And that's the primary way we should push and advocate. Um, So there's that. um, But there's also, um, you know, the the ability to, um, you know, we as consumers need to sort of understand that when we vote with our dollars, it makes a difference. Um, and so for me, that is something that is huge and we really need to keep pushing on. All right. Well, Alex, I think that this has been an awesome episode. Um, we always like to end with some actionable tips that we can tell the listeners to take. Um, so let's start off with, um, I'll get us started. So one thing that you can do if you're looking to um, really reduce your environmental impact from the clothing that you wear, of course, is to head out to your local thrift shop. Um, You know, we all have them around us. So make sure you do do your research, make sure you're comfortable with the charity that that thrift store is, uh, 
is, um, you know, supporting, but head out to your local thrift store or potentially get together with some friends and do a clothing swap. I think that's would be something to be fun to do. Yeah, definitely. And of course, head over to Relove and start swiping on items that are matched to you. We pull from the best pre-owned inventory out there and you can take a little style quiz and then get matched to items that we really think you'll love. And every time you swipe, we learn more about you. I Again, I think that's such a, an amazing differentiator. Um, you know, I know there's a few, um, you know, clothing swap or reused clothing um, apps out there. But again, what I think is awesome about Relove, one of the reasons why we love partnering with Alex is the personalized aspect. So they're going to take the um, all of the headaches out of um, out of shopping for reused clothing out of the process. So that's great. Uh, we will have a special um, code uh, available for all Good Together listeners that you can use when you sign up for Relove. Um, and so Alex, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. You're so welcome. I'd love to stay connected to everyone um, via Instagram. My Instagram is at sustainabay. So like sustainable, but just with a B-A-E at the end, sustainabay. <laughs> it's, um, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> thank you so much. And also, of course, follow at Relove. We do a lot of stuff for the sustainable fashion world on our Instagram from giveaways with other brands to events and facts and news. So we cover a lot on our Instagram and definitely download Relove onto your smartphone and check it out. Awesome. Yep. And of course, if you want to continue the community conversation, please go find Relove on Instagram. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram as well at brightly.eco or take a look at our new Facebook group. So if you're interested, um, please take a look at brightly.eco slash podcast where we will have show notes and more information. But thanks for joining us on Good Together. 